can't believe that you haven't seen it Love it so much you really gotta stream it Let me tell you every line right now I can quote the whole thing since I was 12 Maybe your mom told you no She said she wouldn't give you any money to go And that's why Movies we missed Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another episode of Movies We Missed. I am your host, Brandon Greenhouse, and this is my lovely, uh, bi-coastal um, co-host uh, by the name of Jane Chutney Hammer, um, coming at you actually from the Hammer Manor um, mm. today. Um, the actual estate, uh, Nan Ham has given her a visitor's pass. Um, so she has it. She has to keep it on at all times. She has a little wristband that they make her wear and everything. And they also check her, her bags. She comes and goes. Um, there is family silver and China. And, uh, we just want to make sure we keep all that right where it belongs in that curio cabinet. Um, so yeah. How are you doing besides that, Janie? I'm great. I am. I, it's true. I am in Boston at my parents' house. Um, nice. Marriage on the rocks, huh? Got to get well, away for a little while to figure out yeah, the kind of wife you are. want to be. Yeah, exactly. No, um, I just, I had not been home in two years. And so since I'm able to work remotely, I decided why not? Oh, on flex them. on them. Let them know, girl. <laughs> it's just a little thing about me. Um, so I decided to come home for the month of December and just like work from my parents' house, hang out. Tara yeah. is going to be here at some point. She said, you go do a month, <laughs> I'll do a week. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. She loves my family, but you know, it's a lot to stay at someone else's family's house for an entire month. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, I actually, there was something that I wanted to, this is the perfect place actually to do it, but I wanted to thank you. Uh, for something, okay. um, I wanted to thank you for giving me time to breathe. I mean, like a rock, you waited so patiently. Well, I got it together. <laughs> While you figured it out, <laughs> I only looked, but I, I never touched. Because <laughs> in my heart was a picture of us <laughs> holding hands, making plans. <laughs> and it's lucky for me that you understand this week's movie. What, what a girl wants. Uh, from 2003. <laughs> 2003. Uh, 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 it is from 2003. And it is it's from a year. that time. It's a year and, and it happened. Um, Janie, Janie, um, this was the movie that Jane gave me to watch. Um, I'd never seen it before. I was so close to clicking on She's the Man, another movie that I also haven't seen, but I knew that Amanda Bynes starred in both of them. So yes. I was She's so... She's by the way, is great. So, you know. I've never seen that one either. So I was like, Dave and I both were like, is it what I want or She's the Man? And we were going back and forth and we just flipped a coin and hoped for the best. Uh, and uh, we got it right. So... Nailed it. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, throw, uh, throw it over to you. Um, yeah. I know you've got a synopsis. Um, for us and for the listeners out there. Hey, hey. And, um, Given the yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna give it to you, girly. All right. <clears throat> Daphne Reynolds is a 17-year-old free spirit, fun-loving, go-with-the-flow kind of girl, just like her mother, Libby. They live together on their own in New York City's Chinatown. 
Libby is a musician who makes ends meet as a wedding singer, while Daphne chips in as a server to bring in some extra cash. This dynamic duo has been a twosome since day one. But for Daphne, there's always been something missing. She's never met her father, and she longs to find him. So she can find herself. So who is this mystery man? All the way across the pond in jolly old England resides Lord Henry Dashwood. He's giving up his seat in the House of Lords to be elected by the people into the House of Commons. He has a suitable fiancé named Glynis, who comes as a package deal with her teenage daughter Clarissa, both insufferable social climbers to which Henry seems entirely oblivious. How could Daphne come from the loins of a man so entirely different from her? Determined to find out the answer, Daphne takes off on her own without her mother's permission to London. She checks into a hostel and meets a young musician, jack of all trades, and early aughts spiky-haired fantasy Ian. They hit it off, she tells him about her plan to meet her father, and then it's off to the Dashwood estate she goes. Instead of getting repeatedly shot by a machine gun while breaking and entering, she is embraced by the family when she tells them she's Henry's daughter, particularly by Lady Dashwood, her grandmother, without a shred of actual evidence that she's related to anyone at, this, at the estate. Daphne tries hard to fit in, win her father's affection, strike up a relationship with her soon-to-be stepsister and stepmother, but as with any similar situation, she's met with many ups and downs along the way. Throughout her many unfashionable faux pas, Ian is always there to help her weather the storm. But will she be able to maintain a relationship with this hot rocker while towing the line between who she is and who the Dashwoods want her to be? Will she gain the father she's always wanted in Henry? Will her stepsister and stepmother ever warm to their new family member and stop seeing Daphne as a threat? Will Daphne ever be her daddy's little girl? Will Academy Award winner Colin Firth air hump a mirror in leather pants shortly before his iconic role as King George VI in the King's Speech? Find out in 2003's What a Girl Wants. I, I couldn't have I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I I, I do use the word loins, which I hate. Um, <laughs> but, I'm so glad uh, you hate that word. It's pretty disgusting. It is. It's yeah. Um, it's it's not a hot one. <laughs> it's it's not a good one. Um, but Jane, this movie, uh, it was a film, and I watched it. Was it was a film. It's one uh, of my favorite kind of movies to give you because it's a tween movie, or it, I guess it's maybe a young adult movie. I mean, no, it's I, like no, it's a tween. I think it qualifies yeah. as a tween movie. It's. I mean, it's got it's got all of like the you know the signature tropes of a good one. It's got like a mini montage. It's got a mm-hmm. fish out of water story. It's got. Mm-hmm. There was a point halfway through the movie. It was a scene. I think it was when. When the chandelier breaks at like the the party for like I think the twins. Oh, it's like a yeah, it's the twins like the twins like birthday party or something. And the chandelier breaks because the music's too loud, which like shouldn't happen. Like if that which can happen like, at your house, then you've got bigger problems. Okay, that's my whole thing about that plot line. Everyone is so mad at Daphne because she like made the party turn up, and that that in turn made the chandelier fall. And it's like. 
girl, like, that is not her fault. Like, if you have a ballroom that can't handle, like, people dancing, that's a structural issue. Also, I mean, yeah, in these old castles that so many of these, like, these upper crust aristocrats are, like, can't even afford to, like, keep the lights on. So they've got to, like, <laughs> open the doors to the public. You've got, like, you know, <laughs> Joe and Joanne from... Dubuque showing up and you know they got to put those those little booties on their feet as they like walk through and like touch like oh and like tore the like some crystals that like great great granddad stole from some indigenous population anyway but exactly um (laughs) but no that's such a funny moment because it's like the music turns up also i thought just directorially it was interesting that like for the music to be loud enough that like the speakers they kept showing the speakers like on like the verge of like exploding which is just like thinking about how loud that would have to be but then also the chandelier it's like i like that nobody this movie this music does this music sounds very tame the levels are fine for like literally everyone in the room to move around and do like a conga line but they're not fine for like the structural integrity of the building which i felt like was kind of interesting to me that like that dichotomy i guess of like everyone older people younger people everyone's having the time of their lives but like it's like 45 people yeah they they, like if for that to happen it would need to be like 400 people and maybe 400 like 400 elephants possibly yeah exactly yeah it's just it's (laughs) insane and everything there were so many things that happened in this movie that like everybody felt comfortable blaming daphne for when really it's like she's she's just existing um she's like a minor she's like a 17 year old girl and everybody's like everyone is like (laughs) horrified by her and she's like fine it's like a little annoying but she's fine (laughs) there's this moment where like she meets like you know i don't know dame hufflepuff of chicory do and she's holding like the dog and she's sitting in like the seat princess charlotte princess charlotte yeah and she walks up to her not to be confused with never mind um she (laughs) what the actual princess charlotte no, I was going to make a joke about Princess Michael of Kent, who wore, like, the Blackamoor, like, pin on her lapel to, like, meet Meghan <gasps> Markle. Oh, and then my was God, like, I forgot what? about that. Oh, no, I always wear my little, my little blackface iconography whenever, I, whenever I'm around. <laughs> I knew there'd be a, a different kind of girl here. Oh, God, there were four words that came in my mind, and I literally <laughs> went through each of them. I was like, don't say that one, don't say that one, don't say that one. And I just stopped here. You stopped at different? <laughs> I stopped at different, but if you, but literally, it was like mulatto. <laughs> oh, well, it was something, it was some, well, it was something before mulatto. I'm not going to say that one, but it was like mulatto, quadroon, octoroon. Oh, it was God. like, and so I stopped there. Although we all know that I'm, I'm way closer to what was said in those, with those doors closed. I'm um, sure. <laughs> probably took her hours to straighten her hair. You know how it is. Uh, so, so yeah, so anyway, that was what I thought of when you said that, because, you know, we all know all these people are racist. Um, so, uh, 100%. Well, at one point, Armistead, the, like, love interest for Clarissa, who's, yeah. like, disgusting, and he's disgusting, he says something, like, he refers to Ian as, like, a mixed-race Mo- mongrel. Mongrel. Like, he used the word mongrel, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. That was... I mean, I think he was supposed to be horrible, but yeah. like that was like an unexpected like like hit in the face. I was like, "What is Ian not white?" By the way, I get the sense that maybe he's not from that line, but 
<laughs> it's hard to tell because they don't say anything. Like they mention that Ian is like he his mom was a debutante and she married like quote unquote. Out, she married outside of yeah, but it never really whatever. we don't we don't get to specifics on what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what that means <laughs> because that maybe that would be like too much. But then to use the phrase mixed race mongrel, I was like, what are we? That's always when with? you know how like racist people are when it's like a person that's like white adjacent. And they're like, and they like are like, oh, look at like you're just like, oh my god, you just you would lock me under the under the house if you could. If she, if she showed up with me, oh my goodness, you would just be like, no need for a paper bag test. Um, you failed. You, you would not be allowed in, most likely. Yeah, no, I'm sure they would like hand me a, a gardening hoe or something and be like, there's gonna be something out there. I think you can rustle up a basketball. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, this movie. But there's a moment when she meets the Princess Charlotte and she's holding her dog, and literally all she does is walk up there and she says, "Oh, what a lovely dog!" And she goes, "I beg your pardon." Like, why? Why? I get that she's not dressed the way that you want her to be dressed, but like, you need to know how to just be a person. Like, literally, she's all you have to say is your dog. And it's like that response, like, or like we need to give like Amanda Bynes something a bit more like blue. To say right, if we want this say. type of guffaw, but like it is not warranted by her just observing the fact that you're like holding a Shih Tzu and it's kind of cute and just like, being like, oh, a puppy. <gasps> like, it would have made sense if she'd walked up there and been like, oh, hey, you old bag. Let me see your puppy. Then, like, Or if she'd walked up and been like, hey, nice bitch. I was talking to the dog. <laughs> and he's like, I beg your pardon. <laughs> that was like way that's, better crafted than mine. That's that a, literally a movie where like Amanda Bynes' part is played by like Bobcat Goldthwaite and Sam <laughs> Kinison's like playing the dad or something, which is the set I want to be on. Good and Me messy. Too. And, and it's yeah. 1982. 82. Um, <laughs> that's a cocaine. <laughs> no, that's not cool. Drug use is oh. up. It's at. It's at rampant levels right now in the country. So for you <laughs> to make a statement like that, You're I hope they cancel you. It. Also, I said nothing. What does that even mean? <laughs> rampant levels. It's just <laughs> it's just like, yeah, everyone does drugs. End of story. So anyway, that was it. Um, okay, so this movie, when it starts, we get a little bit of a backstory. Um, we have Amanda Bynes playing Daphne. We, we have um, the legendary... Late grade <laughs> Kelly Preston. Uh, Don't make me do that. Just so you guys know. I didn't make you do anything. Okay, Brandon goes, <laughs> he, he shrugs his shoulders and rolls his eyes when he said legendary, which is disrespectful and he knew would make me laugh. So it makes it seem like I'm the bitch here because we know that she's passed away and we can't, we're not speaking ill of the dead. So we have the iconic <laughs> Kelly Preston. Playing the role of Libby, and why are you laughing? I'm not. Oh, okay. Um, she's playing the role of Libby, the mother. Basically, she was she became pregnant with Daphne while she was like dating and like loosely married in Moroccan, married in Morocco, which I guess was so unofficial marriage. What they call like a Bedouin, bed Bedouin, or I don't. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce the word. No, keep butchering it. Uh, they had a Bedouin ceremony where they got married in Morocco because that's where they were. They met and fell in love, but like it wasn't technically legally binding in the United States or the UK. And so they, they went 
back to England for Henry to introduce Libby to his family. Libby is very free spirit. They were like, "Uh uh-uh, this can't do. We're British aristocrats. And so Alistair came up with this scheme to get Lily to leave and tell her that, like, Henry knew about it and that he wanted her to leave, I guess. I don't fucking know. And so she left, and then he gave Henry a fake note that said, that was supposed to be written from Lily saying, like, I'm leaving. And he goes, oh, it's probably another man. And little does Henry know she's pregnant with Daphne. So they go to New York and they have their life together. And Lord Dashwood, Henry... Colin Firth does not know anything about Daphne Daphne. existing. Until she shows up on his doorstep as an American, a wily American teen with a heart of gold, ready to wreck the monarchy. Do you think that Queen Elizabeth watches this movie and, I don't know, stares longing out the window and wishes for a time where, like, women who were non-royals knew their place and knew when to leave with their bastard children? Um, A, probably. B, do you really think that this is the kind of, or this is like the genre that QE2 would be into watching? I know for a, I know for a fact that Queen Elizabeth has a Herbie Fully Loaded tattoo on her <laughs> bicep. So it doesn't surprise me that it would have also, it, I don't think Lilo would be where she stopped. I think she probably mm-hmm. was into a lot of, you know, these early aught teen queens mm. who were really kicking arse and taking names back then. <laughs> Kicking arse. Nice touch. Um, So, yeah, I think so. I do think that, like, I feel like Libby's let off the hook a lot in this film. um, So much. For, like, a really, like, inappropriate, like, series of decisions. Um, And it's, like, really, like, they don't deal with it at all. Um, No. And And then at the end, Colin Firth ends up apologizing to her. It's like, you lied his whole life about a child. Betrayal. And you also, neither of you ever tried to talk to the other person about, like, like confirming anything. Like, hey, I got this from Alistair, but I do want to, you know, take a moment just to speak with you one-on-one. I was told through a grapevine, but since me and you have this relationship and are basically married, I thought maybe I should touch base with you as opposed to just leaving with quote-unquote dignity. But yeah, did you say you want me? <laughs> no, I didn't. Nope. And then also, she says, when she talks to her mom about her dad, her mother, Libby, says, getting to know someone because they share the same DNA with you isn't the answer. It's about getting to know yourself. I was like, what? That doesn't even, what, that has nothing to do with anything. Zero. What are you Zero talking about? Sense. It is horrible parenting. It's like, the thing is, like, why are you trying to keep her from getting to know her father? Like, that to me is so egregious to be like, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like, it's she wants to know who she is you don't understand what that's like so like give her a little fucking leeway and let her go at least meet her dad yeah i guess she like doesn't want her lie exposed maybe i don't know i guess but also it's like who's like denying their like you know who doesn't want to tell their kid that they're like about their royal parentage i know i mean i would certainly want to know i mean you know obviously except for like Allegedly, Prince Andrew, I guess. But whatever he's sure the kids he's got out there. But yeah, allegedly. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's like, who's really like denying that? Everybody wants a piece of the piece of the, the pie, even if it's in the form of a, a quick couple milli to disappear. It's like, <laughs> I will 
I will take that in traveler's checks. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I'll be on my way. On my way, you will never hear from me again until this runs out. I was going to say, I was going to say, with one qualifier, probably in a year. <laughs> oh, I'm running through this, baby. The coffers? <laughs> the avocado I... toast I will buy. <laughs> yeah, no, everything's changing, okay? We're buying that apartment building that I live in, and uh, I'm going to squander a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but I will be back here, and you just, you need to, right now, you need to so we don't have to have this whole mad dash for you to get your hands on like petty cash to pay me off you need to get a little account set up something cute and the quicker you do that the less likely it is for me to be knocking on this doorway again every time i show up there's a chance we, of the paps catching <laughs> we don't ever need to meet face to face i don't need to see so you we again deposit whatever you whatever you need to deposit into my bank account this yeah, can all be done online Here's my routing number, Mama. And I don't want to use the term threat. Um, I don't want to use the term coercion. Um, I don't like those words. They're icky. The only term I want to use is Millie. And that's how much I'm going to need when I come back. Another Millie. Because this is barely going to cost, going to take care of the lifestyle that I'm planning on living right now. In my head, the money's already gone. So, <laughs> and this does not include like the debt that you're gonna pay off. Like that you're gonna pay off all. Oh, your oh, when you bring up your the student, student loans, loans and credit cards. The credit it's cards, like yeah, it's like, I'm gonna go ahead and have JP Morgan just call you directly so y'all can work that out. And you can talk to um, you can talk to what's her name? What's her name? Fannie Mae. Can you talk Sally to Sally May? It's Sally May. Well, I think it changed now. It's Navient, but. Or, oh, but also, also Fannie Mae is the chocolate company. You can talk to them too. Oh, but then they were also like a former financial institution. I think. I wonder if they had a big showdown. That seems like a season, like a season's worth of like one of like Ryan Murphy's feud, maybe. Mm. Like the Fannie Mae, like the the lending institution versus the chocolatier. The chocolate, yeah. The chocolate empire. I could see something like that with like a. Bryce Dallas Howard mm. starring in like one as like what like she's starring as like the daughter of like fan- the original the granddaughter of like the original Fannie Mae and she's just like but we took down chocolate? Nestle we'll take you down too oh okay yeah. so she's chocolate she's chocolate also you didn't take down Nestle famously didn't but um, <laughs> thriving as a company <laughs> But once I get in that writing room, let's just say we're not going to be dotting I's and crossing T's. We're going to be writing. Very little research is going to be done. The ideas are going to pop into my head and they're going to make it to the paper. Yeah, I don't really need a fact checker in the room with me, like, harshing my buzz. Um, This person didn't exist. This isn't actually how the business was set up. It's Um, a TV show. It's a TV show. I'm giving the people what they want. I'm building a world here, people. Patty Lapone is playing Fannie Mae. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that's good. You want to put Patty Lapone in everything, though. I want her working. I do. I want I her working. I, I think she works as much as she wants. Um, okay, there's so many things to talk about. So I was watching this movie with my mom, which was like a new experience. I've never watched a pod, a movie for the podcast with my mom. And so my mom was like really excited to like sit down with me. I love it. I love Nan. Share her like commentary. And she's of course, like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she does it anyways, whether there's a podcast. Or I'd not. love to switch her out with you right now. Actually, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would. She's got some good things to say, but it's so funny because this is <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> the bride, she goes, "That's Janice from Friends," and I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> 
that's absolutely not Janice from Friends. But she was like, are you sure? And I was like, mom, that's not Janice from Friends. That woman is like significantly older than Janice would have been at this point, but whatever. And then she also said, you know, the friend when she's at the wedding, the friend who's like, I got into Duke. What are you, you know, like talking about yes. college plans or mm-hmm. whatever. My mom goes, is that Maya and Bialik? <laughs> <laughs> Not that, but that that woman is significantly younger than Maya Bialik. But she she was like, and if you guys don't know who Maya Bialik is from Blossom, Big Bang. Our listeners know who Maya Bialik is, don't you worry. (laughs) I'm just trying to cover. You're just trying to keep him keep him in there. No, that's that's good. But it just made she was so. And by the way, this is something that Tara does all the time when we watch movies together. She's like, that's Matt Damon. And I'm like, that person is not Matt Damon. <laughs> and so it just made me laugh. No, that's Anyways. really good. And we we love Nan and we thank her for supporting the podcast. And we thank her Anyways, for offering always. very needed, you know, secondary information. So it seems like we Absolutely. just found out that the actress who played Janice from Friends starred in What a Girl Wants, along with Maya Bialik. Was she wearing the flower hat that made <laughs> her famous, was. that put her on the map? <laughs> she was, and she said, I'm Blossom at one point during that. You must have missed it. but I, Yeah, I think I turned away for a second. Blossom is one of those shows that I remember as a kid, it would like get like inexplicably real sometimes yeah absolutely. like there would be like a gritty episode it was like those episodes of roseanne where stuff would get real and you'd be like it's like oh, oh. oh my god normally we're talking about like you know the toilet seat being broken and now we're talking about aids yeah it was very <laughs> that there was I, I remember like those episodes of roseanne where it got so uncomfortable like dan and roseanne going at it and like you always thought like hey John Goodman is the best actor on the show. Wow, he's <laughs> actually really good. Yeah. And B, I'm uncomfortable. I thought yeah, this was a comedy. <laughs> but very that. Um, now I appreciate it. I really, I mean, I can sink my teeth into it, you know. But mm-hmm. back then, I remember as a kid being like, ooh, should I turn the channel? Uh, never did. <laughs> Are we going to recover from this? I've thought that plenty of times. I identify with Daphne, obviously, uh, also feeling like a fatherless child. Um, so to see her go on her journey. I was wondering if you were going to connect with this. What, and be like, I'm a bastard too? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it was nice to see my origin story. My hair's yeah. a little bit longer than hers, but other than that, and I, and those. And you show your midriff a little bit more. I, would say. I do. I always show, try and show my tummy in my little outfits. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, I hate tummy. it. Oh, I hate me it. too. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways. This movie does this thing that I love about these horribly bad teen movies where it's like the script and the way that people speak is like no one ever has ever spoken in real life. And this does such a good job of doing it. And just, like, some of the lines are so ridiculous. So, like, they're supposed to go to, like, this royal fashion show, and Daphne is late, and she ends up, (laughs) spoiler alert, tumbling onto the runway because she's got a door closed in her face, and she's trying to get in. And (laughs) Armistead, the guy that Clarissa wants to be with, I guess, sees Daphne he says, first of all, he refers to her as yummy, which I've never heard a teenage, a teenage boy refer to a teenage girl as yummy. Have you not and heard the Justin Bieber song? You're a huge Bieber head. What do you mean? 
What are you? Oh, making? oh, that yummy. Yeah, that's a different vibe, of course. Okay. And also, Justin Bieber is not a teenager. I mean, it's so the older you are, the more likely you are to use that word. Is that what you, is that what you're saying? No, I just don't see a teenage boy referring to a girl that he's attracted to. As no, I agree boy. with you. I was just <laughs> no, I agree with you. I was just I was just curious. Now I was just curious where you're coming and from. I think says, it's weird that Justin Bieber has a song called that. Well, it's sort of like I feel. Like yeah, apologize, I, apologize for him. <laughs> no, go ahead. This is what you do, right? You're the PR person for him and Haley these days. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> Justin Bieber was my top four most listened to artist on Spotify Wrapped. Oh really? I was actually me. surprised by that, but then I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, I'm actually not. <laughs> like I do. I'm not gonna apologize for it. That okay. album is good. You're like hot right now, and I don't know why. I said no words, <laughs> and you were already on the defensive. <laughs> Also, we basically got like Armistead, who is like blonde, like blonde spiky hair, and then we've got Ian, who's like dark spiky hair. Diversity, oh. um, <laughs> and Ian, who may not be white, but maybe. But they daren't say what he is if he isn't. Um, <laughs> also, Ian, who like she meets before she actually gets to like the home of you know Lord Dashwood, but. Mm. Like, Ian keeps popping up at, like, every royal event. He has a job. Like, he, he's parking cars at one place. Um, he's the he's in the band that performs at, like, all these royal functions. For some, well, like, these, like, lower-tiered royal functions. I mean, these, like, balls. My mom was like, that person would never be hired for that. <laughs> I was like, that's so oh. fucking true, Mom. Oh, like, <laughs> were you his band? Yeah, his band oh, playing originals no. at like also, a ball. Why? Like, <laughs> why are you why? here? It doesn't make sense. And like, the songs are so strange tonally for like these events. It's just like, what are we doing? No, it's so weird. And like, the thing is too, like, he, their relationship happens so quickly. Like, they meet at that one hostel for like a half a day, and then all of a sudden he's like, first of all, he just like hops into a red telephone box and like gives the the Dashwood estate like a ring-a-ding-ding and is like hey can I speak to Daphne and I was like I don't think you can just like call estates and like ask for people like it no. seems like there's got to be like more like tiers of protection right yeah so yeah so we've got Daphne we've got Clarissa who's substantially older than Daphne um, I but don't like really supposed to run in the same circles. Yeah, I don't understand. Also, like they're living in this house, which I don't know. Is that okay? Is that not like frowned upon for like? Oh, I these think that's two... fine. I just mean for a person who's for for a person like Glennis, whose whole personality is like performing, you know, perfectly this role of like upper crust, like in hopes that she will make it a reality. Like it was just interesting to me for these people that are constantly like, no, you have to do this. No, you have to do this. It's like, are you all allowed to be shacking up in this house? I guess it's a huge mansion. So it's like, you know, you can. And I mean, she's got a daughter, so we're not exactly trying to put her down the aisle in a white dress. So I guess (laughs) jig sort of up. But I thought it was like <laughs> just really like interesting like this That's pair funny. i didn't think about that because i also felt like you know they're not part of the the top tier royal family so i feel did like- you clock that did you clock the queen elizabeth that they threw in there did you clock uh prince charles and harry and wills who look no nothing 
like them. No, they went to I fashion didn't. show and she's oh, just like God. fall in their lap and it was like, oh, so, sorry, my darling. Oh, that's like, who that was supposed to be? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, man. It was no. the worst facsimile of, of any of them. But I didn't clock the queen. What was it she? was like a moment where like the doors open, like the doors open and it's such a quick shot. And like they're like, and it's where? like the queen. Um, it was point? towards the end of the movie. I think it was at the birthday party or whatever at the end of the movie. There's like a quick shot of the queen it, and, it, and it pulls away really fast. Whose birthday party? I think it was like her coming out party or whatever for um, Daphne. Oh, Daphne's ball. Yeah. I, that wasn't her birthday party. I, what? I okay. <laughs> <laughs> like obsessed with like this detail that means nothing. My point is that the queen was like, in the movie. I'm just oh, trying to figure. Like the queen would show up to Daphne's coming out ball. Well, way. like what, like like what, like Prince, like Prince Charles and William and Harry would show up to this rinky-dink fashion show. I with know. this like this like five foot runway, get out of here! It's um, so funny because it's like also like a, one of my notes is like this is the most American vision of what like aristocratic British life is like. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. Can we talk about what she fucking wears <laughs> to the fashion show? She wears that like blue backwards Kangol hat. I'm like, who are you, Samuel L. Jackson? What oh yeah, fucking look. It's a middle aged person who's who's. <laughs> Emulating what they've seen the teens doing, which is really just like they literally just saw Jackie Brown like the week before, and they were like, "Kids love this stuff too." He he uses the he says MF for a lot. I know the kids like to curse as well. Let's see if we can throw I her don't... in a pair of Stacey Adams as well. It's like why is she performing as a middle aged black man? Get that cigarillo out of her mouth. <laughs> cigarillo. Um. Yeah. It's. It's very, yeah, it's very that. And also, like, she's, which I had the moment, too, because of the recursivity of, like, everything fashion-related. Like, mm-hmm. we're back at it again. We've got her in these bell-bottoms. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, the, the tots are wearing them. The They're tots out here. are wearing them. Everybody's wearing them. I almost bought a pair of bell-bottoms the other day from an Instagram oh, ad. God, because you would trip. I am. Of course I would, Brandon, and you would have to pick me up and carry me home. I know. <laughs> I know. I could. Why I see that image? It, like it's so vivid in my mind. Like you, like messy, crying in like a pair of bell bottoms that you never should have owned. <laughs> and it's like raining, and like we can't get an Uber for some. Yeah, Jane, but we're not like in our twenties anymore. So it's like somebody. Somebody push the button on that woman's life alert. <laughs> How dare you? It's like why is she wearing why is she wearing those bell bottoms and those shoes that have the the wheels on the bottom of them? <laughs> why is that geriatric woman screaming at her friend to carry her? <laughs> why and why is why is her friend wearing LA gears that light up in the back? <laughs> What's going on with those two? They, something untoward is afoot. Um, and something be tells wrong. me they're the host of a very, very popular podcast. Yeah, something tells me they're the creme de la creme of the the podcast world. Um, of the news media. Exactly. Hey, we're a new wave. According to BuzzFeed, we were listed in their like top 15 podcasts to look out for. So Absolutely. Check, check, check it out. Actually, 
actually, I, I meant to tell you this offline, but I'll tell you online since we're here. We're doing it. I do everything on, online, just so you know. I don't have a life outside of it anymore. <laughs> you you perform on this podcast all day. I'm like when I'm I'm basically like when Katy Perry did cut her hair that did that awful short haircut, and then she put her life online for like a couple days and hopes of saving that era that like what was that should man? not have been. Ugh, what, what in the swish wish is going on? <laughs> that SNL performance. <laughs> Just oh, like that. Oh, so bad. With like the Migos. What's oh. she doing? It was just like the dance moves that was like, Katie. <laughs> who was the person who was like, Katie, like after she finally got her hands on some extensions and everybody breathed a sigh of relief? And then like that person posted the photo and was like, Katie Perry, proof that bullying works. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is so fucking mean, man. Oh my God. <laughs> that, so like, horrible. That severe pixie that she'd got her hands on, <laughs> Karen. Um, you know what, though? Every woman, I think, feels the need to try it at some point. I, I think you should try it. I've had a pixie several times. You know that. You have. You look really good with it. You were going to say something earlier. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You said you were talking to someone. You were like, actually, I was going to tell you off the air, but I'll tell you on the air. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a few times, uh, like a handful of people on their Spotify wrapped, it shows you like what podcasts you listen to. And a few people like sent me screen caps of theirs of like Movies We Miss being their top podcast. Oh, oh I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you everyone who, who's listening and who's got us at the top of your Spotify list. I also was going to say to you, because of the era of this movie and some of the sexy songs that they featured on the soundtrack, oh, it reminded me of this one time that like we were hanging out and you were a little tipsy. But we were, but like Avril Lavigne's, I've told you the story before, it's fine. Avril Lavigne's I'm With You came on and we were like somewhere and I said to you, I was like, it's, do you think that this song is like a, like a vocally demanding song? And you said, these notes are so reachable, it hurts. <laughs> I have no memory of that. <laughs> it was really funny, and I thought of that. Why am I such a bitch? <laughs> it, was, it was really good. It stuck with me. That, that had to have been a really long time ago. It was like over 10 years ago. And I thought Absolutely. about it because I was just waiting on, on that moment in this movie. We got a You Get Me from Michelle Branch. Um, oh, my God. Which was... I Want to uh, Be Bad. By Willow. Of course, that was at the, that was a fashion show where you knew you knew that they'd been in conversations with like RCA to try and get their hands on a Britney Spears song, and it was just like they didn't have the budget, of and they were not. like, "We don't, but we do have a young upstart that we think is gonna be rocking the music world ish really soon, um, by the name of Willa Ford," and um, and then Nick Carter got his paws in her and in her <laughs> on her. Oh God. <laughs> Hey now! <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Um, so, so yeah, we also have this moment where like Daphne's given this awful chiffon dress to wear to like this like part this like <laughs> this this event that's happening. I think it's the birthday party for the twins that we meet yeah. Peaches and Herb. It's their birthday party. <laughs> 
But it's just a moment where Daphne really lets Clarissa have it after Clarissa comes in the room and basically tells her that she needs to pack her things and leave, which is always just like, it's so wild to me. It's just like the nerve and the audacity. It's obviously like full on imposter syndrome because yeah. everything you're saying to her is what you feel about yourself deep down inside, of course. Of course. But especially pretending to lie about your age and everything. But it's <laughs> just like, man. Which is not covered within the script, but we know that's the subtext. Yeah, and but if we're going to talk about this, then it's like the stupid rules that you all live by, which is, you know, the power of blood, you know, it emboldens me to feel like I can lay my head on the pillow in this castle whenever I want to. Because it may not mean anything in the streets, but I know in here, you're quaking in your boots. Because guess what courses through my veins? Half of that, half of that, that Lord Featherbottom's blood. I couldn't remember his Dashwood. name. Dashwood. So thank you. Um, yeah, so I, so I belong here. Um, and so she says to her, Daphne says, because Clarissa is basically warning her about Armistead. And she's basically telling her, telling Daphne to stay away from him, even though Daphne showed literally no interest in this guy. But this is how teenage girls are. Um, so Clarissa's is like, is you it? stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, I just mean like a girl liking a guy, the guy showing interest in like her friend and then the girl being of mad course. at her friend. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. That's 100 percent true. <laughs> and then so Clarissa's like, you need to what, you know, you need to stay away from him. And then Daphne says. If you take your nose out of the air for one second, you'd see that you're a designer. I'm vintage. You've got a mansion. I've got a five-floor walk-up. You're snotty little Miss Cranky Pants, and I'm go with the flow. So why would you even think for one second that I'd have the same tasting guys? So here's a little pointer for you. Get over yourself and stop trying to be my daddy's little girl because I'm not going anywhere. And in that moment, I was like, this is why she got the Oscar nomination. (laughs) Well, that is... Okay, so me and um, my friend Eric... uh, You know Eric, but me me and my friend Eric... I know everybody you know. I'm obsessed with you. I look through your phone. I've actually duplicated all your contacts. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Nothing you can tell me about you. (laughs) So me and my friend Eric used to watch this movie a lot because it's we would watch it and get drunk and make fun of it and it was so it was just one of our our, our activities, and one of the lines that we would say to each other all the time is "Stop trying to be my daddy's little girl," because <laughs> it's so unhinged, like so weird. Like, you don't know this man. He is your father. But to stand there and be like, stop being my daddy's little girl. And it's like, you're a 17-year-old and you're calling this man you don't know daddy. And it's just like a weird flash. I understand why she does it, but... Yeah, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for for, um, a second. Speak up for the bastards. Um, I think that... um, I think that I like I liked it because I was sort of I was not I mean I didn't love that line but I liked the sentiment of the moment of her sort of as this person who's existed in this world up to this point mm-hmm. um like this fish out of water even though like I mean it's like you guys could have kind of turned up the notch a little bit on like mm-hmm. the hijinks that were causing this sort of um I guess like this disparate sort of like uh, space to exist. This mm-hmm. this like 
this island between that 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 was supposed to sort of exist this island they're separated by like culture um and by mm-hmm. decorum and by ritual you know all of these things like th- there was space i think to play around with that a little bit more if your goal was to sort of show us the ways in which um she is unable to assimilate into this world. She is unable yes. to blend in and to be, you know, one of them. Like mm-hmm. she's not of their ilk. Like there's like there was a lot more that you could have done because it 100%. just seems like everybody was just guffawing. Like we don't need meet the Fockers level nonsense because that movie no. sometimes is, is too it's too stressful for mm-hmm. me. But I mean, we could have upped it just a little bit. It's like the things that she did were like nothing, and yeah. and it's like everyone was constantly clutching their pearls there's this moment when um armistead i i I only remember his name because i keep almost saying amistad and then i remember it's a very (laughs) different story very different story in fact he probably had a different relationship with an amistad like character at least family members of his might have yeah relationship i like that (laughs) um so (laughs) there's like but there's like these moments like the moment where she where he's like sort of like touching her arm at the (laughs) on their edge of the dock and then she pushes him in the water and it's like there's this huge like gathering going on with lots of people and like she pushes him in the water and it's like a relatively sort of I don't know there's something sort of benign about it like it's just it's not a big moment that's going to like draw everyone's attention it, it like if you think about like a party where people are like drinking and like there's there's music playing and people having conversations like I just it was like he he like goes in the water and it's like everybody's like <gasps> like people are like screaming and it's like this is too much for what just happened to me I don't know I felt like moments like that I they mean, were just definitely the reaction of everybody else was too much I do think that like it is kind of like a moment if you're like, like oh my god what just happened Absolutely. yeah but people, exactly. everybody jumps up <laughs> yeah. screaming and runs over to the dock and it's like let's calm down like i could see to a couple of people being like, like hey what's the, happening the like colin firth feels the need to steal um, these spirits are away yeah steal ian's scooter and like take her away from like the prying eye. It's like, I, she didn't, first of all, if that was me, I'd be like, this fucking creep just tried to kiss me in the middle of like a party at like, you know, like a royal event. This is so inappropriate. That was not on me. And like, he fell in the water. So. And they'd probably be like, oh, she's just like that half breed parking cars. <laughs> um, so also at towards the beginning of this movie when Libby shows up sorry Daphne when Daphne shows up and he puts her in the chair and he's talking to her and then Glynis like sweating when she shows up then there's a moment where which played which I wrote this down but later on it made sense because Alistair her father like we see like the wheels in motion but when she but she says like she knows that it's Libby like she said before anyone else says anything she says are you talking about Libby? Like, that's what she says when she says, like, I'm your daughter. It's like, she knows about Libby. Like, whoa, whoa wait. The daughter's name is Daphne. And Daphne, no, but Glennis. Glennis makes a comment. She says, My mother. And then she says, You're Libby's daughter? Or she says something along those lines. And it's no, like, What she goes, she, she, I thought what happens is Daphne goes, he goes where did you get that picture and she goes and Daphne goes from Libby and then Glynis goes that woman you ran into on a camel or something like that 
Oh, maybe that's what it was, in which case I'm completely wrong. But I still thought it was worth <laughs> noting. I thought it was worth noting that, I don't know, Glynn is pulling that memory, like, so fast. But I guess if her whole... Is, is Glynis's husband dead? Did I miss that part? Is she a widow? We have we have no idea what happened to Glynis's husband. Although, you do know that Glynis is Alistair's... Daughter. Yeah, yeah. I did know that. But it's, it's like, also... There's, like, ten years apart, by the way. Yeah. No. They are contemporaries, <laughs> also. Um, ran in the same circles. So... Yeah. I yeah I did think that that was interesting because we never get like the full on story on her husband but I thought it was that was interesting just given the fact that they don't like round that out by like explaining who he is or who he was because once again it's like you're people that care about how things look and the optics so it's I don't know. Just sort of interesting to me. Um, But I guess it also... It also sort of like... I mean, I guess if you see some of yourself in this girl and you, you know, your whole goal then is to sort of like position her as an outsider to take like, you know, the the spotlight off of you. Um, Mm -hmm. We have... um, Also, we have the wonderful scene, which is always a great scene where the person who's the fish out of water gets to sort of like get a look at their digs and they get to take it all Mm -hmm. in. She gets to go into the royal bedroom. And I wrote down, this is giving me Princess of Genovia vibes. Of course. She entered into the bedroom and... It, it was it was a nice moment with her and Eileen Atkins, Dame Eileen Atkins, who plays um, her grandmother. Um, mm. Although I don't think she ever uses that term, but no. But she immediately, the grandmother immediately start, starts calling her Ducky. Like yes, the, the 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 like within the first like twenty minutes of her arriving, and I was like, where did this nickname come from? Like in reality, like. A paternity test would be ordered so fucking quickly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then you'd still be like, you know, have to exist in the parameters of this world. Right. Um, but no, you're 100% right. Like, they accept her really fast. And, like, the grandmother's like, mm, it's fine. And it's like, is it? And the grandmother, like, like they're like, I guess she's like shooting um, clay pigeons or whatever and talking to her grandmother and the grandmother's like talking about like how much like how obsessed with like status and like social climbing um, Alistair is and in turn um, Glynis and her daughter Clarissa and it's like A, like I don't think Lady Dashwood would like necessarily be like, I don't know it seems like that wouldn't be um uncommon in that world but also are you not lady dashwood couldn't you have fired alistair if you felt well, like he was it's like the that? her being that aware of it and she says since her right. husband so it's like the yeah. fact that he's been around um yeah no and i also just eileen atkins she's like an iconic actress um mm. and if you actually want to learn anything about her there's a really uh wonderful documentary called tea with the dames and it's all about like her um joan plowright baggy smith judy dench their friendship it's really great and it's like the four of them just sitting around like shooting the shit and like oh my god what how it's a super this? fun um it's online. I think it, it. I saw it. I think on Hulu. Um, okay. But it's a it's a good time, and it's them just talking about like you know the expansiveness of their careers. There's some really like gr- there's some really great moments where like they're like Judy is like 
Judy's like trying to, I think, play down her greatness. And it's like, it's really like, stop, Judy. (laughs) And it's like, Judy makes some comment like she's like, Oh, well, like, like Maggie makes some comment, like, about a role that she got, like, you know, like some, she's like, you know, once I found out that, you know, once I found out that Judy wasn't auditioning, then I was like, maybe I have a shot. And then Judy's like, oh, no, it's not like that. And Maggie's like, it is. It is like that. And I was like, <laughs> Maggie's like, I'm not taking my foot off your throat. Girl, you know, we've been duking it out for these damn parts. You know, I was up for M. Don't play with me. Shakespeare in love. I was at, I was right after you. I was at callbacks too. On your heels, girl. <laughs> so she's just like she's not letting Judy play it down at all, and it is so funny because you're just like, still, we're talking about like legends, and there's still that little bit of like stink on it where it's like, girl, <laughs> don't. I gotta watch this. What is it called? Um, it's called Tea with the Dames. It's really oh, fun. Tea you'll with you'll Dames. like it a lot. Um. Yeah. Also, during the fashion show, when she so so Daphne is trying to get into this event, they close the doors on her. She can't get in, so she comes in through the back door. She ends up, um, she opens up a door and literally ends up on the runway. She was just there to be like you know an observer in the audience, but she finds herself on the runway. There's a moment where she could turn around, but no. Um, she decides <laughs> she to rip off her her Kingle hat, and I think she's a jacket on that she that she tosses even, and then she's got her a shirt on. And her bell-bottom jeans, and she's given us full-on Avril fantasy. He was a boy, she was a girl. Could I make it any more obvious? Um, so, flashback to me being in high school and every girl showing up with an A-shirt on and a necktie from their dad's closet. Um, so, but as she's about to, like, she makes a decision to walk the runway and full-on, you know, Carrie Bradshaw style falls off. But there's a moment where you hear the murmurs from the crowd, and the murmurs are really funny. I only I only wrote down two of them. One of them is "must be an American," and the other one is "what a disgrace." <laughs> <laughs> See, if you watch this shit with the subtitles on, you catch all that shit sometimes, and it's like so it's ridiculous. These like throwaway lines, you know, they Which really like want to take the guillotine. Biggest endorsement for watching everything with subtitles. I know some people don't like it, but like you catch all of that ridiculous shit. And it's so funny. <laughs> what a disgrace. What a disgrace. Also, what a loaded statement. Also, there's um there's the moment where she like is well, her dad also like Colin Firth is an interesting character in this movie because it's like he can't decide how much of a father he wants to be to her for so much of the film and so it's like there are these moments like when Ian shows up at like the home to like take her out and then like he and he knows about it and she says oh I'm leaving with Ian it's like he's getting ready to go to work oh by the way that was a scene where I really thought we were gonna get a juicy moment where she's having she's having um breakfast you know in the the dining room um with her dad it's probably not called a dining room is it it's called a dining room in a mansion sure yeah, they're having they're you know at this long table sitting next to each other. And she asks him what kind of music he was into. He mentions that he liked uh, James Brown, and he mentions um, another band I think named the Froggies um, that no, he was really. He said he said Little Feet. Little Feet, sorry. Whew, you guys are gonna taste of me just saying what I want to say. <laughs> um, it's the actor in me being on stage. You forget a line, and you gotta say something. <laughs> you just um, make it just up. Make it up. Get to intermission. Um, so there's a moment where she's sitting there and then Glennis comes in the room and she senses them having like the lightest of a connection and she starts like <sighs> she's like I gotta get her I gotta get him out of here you, you're gonna be late you're gonna be late so he starts to leave 
And then, like, Daphne ends up running off. I really thought there was going to be a moment where, like, Glennis, like, confronted her and was like, you know, look here, you may be, you, you may be Nand, your Nand's little ducky. But around here, I don't take too kindly to, I don't take too kindly to quacking. And if you're not careful, you're going to find yourself beakless. Ooh. I wanted like I wanted something like that. I wanted something Glennis to sort of juicy. go toe to toe with her. Mm-hmm. Um, although we like really show her true colors and really you show know her true she's color. a bitch, but like you want it confirmed. And also the other thing that I thought was interesting was in the movie she goes out on this I don't know what gondola ride. Like is that a gondola? Oh no, they're in like a a, a boat. Like a they're in a boat, rowboat, a rowboat. I would say. So they go out on a rowboat. The two of them. They're like. They're on the Thames, and um, and they're talking. Well, no, get me, get me. No, drag me. I think they're in like a little pond. I don't think they're on the Thames, but it it does. Oh, matter. she got my pronunciation too. She did. That was a twofer. So I anyway, do- um. <laughs> So anyway, they are. I actually have a copy of the of the on shoot shooting location, and I can confirm <laughs> that it was shot on the Thames in the River Thames. And she was wearing Thames in the movie too, which I thought was cute. Um, but no, they're in the water. I mean, they're they're in the little boat, um, and they're talking about their lives. And he says, like, you know, that he his mother comes from like upper crust society. His father doesn't, so her marrying him was a big to do. Um, but they were in love and blah blah blah. But then also, you know, she asks him about like his like his upper crust grandparents, you know, and he says, oh, they've, you know, I I went to all the best schools. They paid for me to go to all the best schools and blah 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 blah. And then she's like what about your parents and then he's like oh they're poor and happy and i just thought like what's that like so your parents don't have money and they're super happy but they also let your grandparents pay for you to go to like really i mean i don't know if it, it felt like the way he was describing it it felt like my parents rejected this life but also allowed me to become ensconced in it by forcing me to go to those schools and to be a part <laughs> of it so it was just interesting and i thought it was at least worth like an, another another monologue where we <laughs> At least, like, I don't know, t- pop the lid off of it a little bit because it was just sort of peculiar to me. Right. Um, that's a little thing, I guess. Anyways, you see all yeah. these, like, these, like, tabloid photos of her at these events, and my mom goes, Jane, if you'll notice, she's not smiling in a single one. <laughs> like, she's not, yeah, that's right. Way to clock I it, was man. Like, so subtle. So subtle. Yeah, she's looking like another one of, like, Sarah Palin's kids. Looking like <laughs> like Tipton Palin. She loves those stupid tea names. So another one of those. It's oh like that's that's right up there with them. She's a kid named oh, like absolutely. Trucker or something. She's out of control. I think, she, I think it's Trip. Okay, well then that. But she's got some wild names. She's got like a kid and named like Trig Trip isn't or something. A wild name. Oh, she's a, doesn't she have a Trig? All right, let's just look at. It's already autofilled, I'm sure, on your computer. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just You're obsessed Sarah with them. You used to be like, oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> I, w- okay, I love her bump. Right, there is tri- there's Bristol, Trig, Willow, Piper, and Track. <laughs> track. That's not a name. That physically made me angry. Yeah, so all of that. So so that's all happening. These kids, uh, she comes out. She's got this suit on, this pantsuit. She's auditioning for The View. 
and um, <laughs> she, she's not wearing a pantsuit. <laughs> she's oh sorry, she's it's she's wearing like, like it's like a Chanel skirt suit facsimile. It's not a Chanel skirt suit, but it's supposed to be. Oh, Jane Clotage, not the real deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly dealing with Edith Head in the costume department. <laughs> no, um, we're not. <laughs> so she comes out, and then like instantly, like Ian just rejects her as a person, and is like. I'm like I. It's like no no chance to be like, hey, can we talk? Like, are you happy? What what led you to believe you had to do that? Just I'm done. And it's like okay, but I'll see you at the gig since you may be done with me because I'm dressed like this. But you're obsessed with these people, so literally every job you have revolves around them. I so know. It's so make it make sense. Like so, make you want it me make to sense, Ian. So you want me to be there, but only if I'm working for them. You don't want me to be there. And he's like. And he's also, he's like, he's like, this isn't you. Well, and it's I, like, I, we all have to put on, on we also put on slacks and button up shirts to go to work sometimes. Okay. She is trying including to. Including you, Ian. You sing for these people dressed in, you know, a, a full blown suit. You do what they you, want you to do. You park their cars. You, you park their cars. You're with a, with a also, vest on. I think it was the thing he was like, because it wasn't how he was, she was dressed, but I think that definitely was like triggering for him. But she was like, he was like, oh, I'll wait for you to get changed so we can go to the Strokes concert. And she was like, oh, I can't go. I have to go to the Queen's Garden party. And then he's like, you're a fucking bitch. I never want to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it was such a quick turnaround to being like, oh God, that sucks. Like, I wish you could come tonight. Like, let's talk about like aligning our schedules later, (laughs) like in the future, instead of being a total fucking bitch to her when she's like trying to like uh, connect with her. Yeah. That was the other thing is it's like, you know, that like so much of like, talk about just a toxic person. You also know that so much of like her, her life, like he's right there with Adrian Grenier and like Devil Wears Prada. Oh. It's like you oh go back my and God, watch that worst, movie. The worst, worst boyfriend TV ever. Boyfriend ever. You're just a like, what monster. are you? What are you doing? Yeah, she's got. They're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to be some sacrifices. She is trying to make her life better. Okay, and if she can't be on call for you, you and all of her messy, selfish friends who are like, what? You missed his birthday. It's like, yeah, it's I missed like, the birthday of a grown ass man. I sure <laughs> like, did. We can celebrate on Saturday, okay? Like, oh my grow up. Goodness. So I it Ugh. makes me so fucking mad. He's like, How dare you have a career? It's like you have a career too. You're not fucking home. What you know, yeah. whatever. But something tells me I'd be, you know, I well, every man every men always love calling women crazy when they're literally just presenting them with like the facts of the situation. <laughs> you you this is crazy. You it's like, crazy bitch for holding me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your mind. My mom never did that shit. Um, so, yeah. So he like, so he literally like, he storms off at her just being like, I'm really caught. Like, I'm in this foreign place. I'm scared. I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out how to fit in. I've got this entire world that I have existed on the outside of looking in. And like, I finally have my dad, you know, here with me. I want to hold on to him as long as I can or, or figure out what this is going to be. Like and he's like, you can come to the concert tonight, and then he hands her, uh, he hands her a program, and she looks at it, and it just says, it's her funeral program, and he says, you're dead to me, and he walks <laughs> off, which I thought, whoa, that's a lot. Um, and you had that printed beforehand, so you knew you, you came knew, in great. You knew there was a stunt coming. So all of this happens. <laughs> Daphne's hair is just gets bigger and bigger um, oh from this God. point on. Um, she gets her 
her ball, Daphne's ball, um, mm. not to be confused with Monster's ball, um, but she has her big, her big up to. Very different vibes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Before I get there, I do want to go back really quick. We didn't really talk about it. So the dress that she wears, her chiffon fantasy that she wears. To, I used to talk about this too. Yes. Yes. You, you take it. You take it. Mama. Okay. Well, you know that I wrote that. I'm sure you saw this and you're like, Jane is going to be furious about this. But of it course. is that thing that happens in all these fucking movies where it's like there's a person who has an outfit and they don't like how it looks or it doesn't fit the occasion. So all they do, it's like you see Daphne standing in front of a mirror, like, like contemplating the dress while holding a pair of scissors. And then the next scene, she's like walking down the stairs in this like awful blue dress with like, which, which I think we're supposed to believe was the lining of the original dress and then the 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 top of the dress is like made into some sort of cape that she removes and reveals her beautifully um you know her quote-unquote perfect dress with like the one shoulder giving us like countess luann vibes which i fucking hate and she's like hello countess luann my friend <laughs> friend <laughs> Oh my god! We're just supposed to believe that she did all of that in an afternoon. It's like, who are you, a fucking you know, a contestant on Project One Way? No, you can't do that, and neither can I. And also, we never, we haven't seen her. Like, you could have at least thrown a sewing machine in the background of that room. <laughs> like, maybe in the beginning montage when we're learning who she is, maybe we see her sewing her own clothes, so we can believe that she has the ability to do this. Yeah, it comes, it comes out of nowhere. Um, also, on a, a quick side note, but Jane, mm-hmm. do you remember when Andy Cohen was going, remember when he was like, he was going to interview uh, Luann after like she broke up with Tom? I think his name was Tom. And but she showed. Was, or after the, after her husband or Tom was. Like, no, Tom was like the guy she dated after. Okay. And I think they got married and they got divorced really quickly. But there's like, it was like Andy Cohen, like outside of her home in Martha's Vineyard. And he's got a microphone and he's like, I am on the scene. I'm at Countess Luann's house. Um, we're approaching the door right now. And we're going to see if she's going to let us in. And then he goes to the door and like Luann answers the door in, you know, full on housewives, regalia. like regalia. And she's like, huh? and he knocks on the door. <laughs> like playing in like contract signed weeks ago. Right. Um, and he knocks on the door and she answers the door and full her full, you know, get up. And he's like, and she's like, oh, hey, Andy. And he's like, hi, um, I was wondering if you want to talk about what happened. She's like, sure. Come on in. I got some Adirondacks with a name on them. Uh, and then they head to the back. And it's just like, what in the world? Okay. So sorry for that. So anyway. No, I, I feel like we watched that together, maybe. Yeah, it was it was. It was pretty wild, um, yeah. but it was delightful. So, so anyway, we're back to the story. So now we're gonna flip forward. We've got Daphne having made the decision. She's lost Ian, or so it seems. She's gonna like try and like figure out a way to like fit into this world so that she can like have a relationship with her father. And like she's got you know that dress that like every girl wore to prom when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like the like you know the strapless dress. That it's it's white, it's fine. It looks like a wedding dress. It looks like a wedding dress, which makes I sense for if it's a debutante it event because yeah, I, I think participated so in in like I participated in black debutante society, mm-hmm. um, and it was often Where, the boy. What, was your dress strapless as well, or? It was, but you know, me and an A line, we've never been friends, so I had to put no. in a little bit of 
extra um don't say no so fast i had to put in a little bit extra a little extra support and i gave i gave the girls a little grecian moment because i felt like you're getting a lot of these big poofy dresses you know let me Mm. let me show you something a little bit you know a little bit more more steamy um yeah more steamy more sophisticated exactly that i had i was like where's my bump at and I did the full <laughs> number. Um, but so Daphne shows up. And then there's a moment where Daphne over here, Like, okay, hold on. So Libby finally gets her act together and shows up to check on her daughter, who's been in this strange place for an extended period of time, after these two have never been apart. And Libby shows up, and she's got on a, a age-inappropriate dress. Um, this, <laughs> I like, wrote that she... They, I- wrote that she looks like an aging Cinderella. Yeah, that's exactly what she looks like. I don't know why they put her in this. I, I, but I also... It's, it's frankly mean. I wrote down in my notes, and here's the thing. Kelly Preston, the late, great Kelly Preston, she's a beautiful woman. They Absolutely. like They threw her in... The, the outfits that they put her in were irresponsible in this movie. There's like a, there's an outfit when she makes a phone call earlier in the movie. It's, a, it's like a one-shoulder like almost crop top thing Mm -hmm. and it's like a little bit of midriff and it's got all of these like dangly things coming off of it it is just not good and it's like where'd y'all find this her look like quirky free spirit they want her to be like like, sexy and quirky do that in an age-appropriate way and like yeah person like you said was it stunningly beautiful yes gorgeous woman there was absolutely a way to do that and they did not do that in a good way <laughs> no they didn't and it was like there's so many ways to tell the story of her being like this sexy vibrant like free spirit woman like mm-hmm. honestly like throwing her in a pair of bell bottoms and like a cute little crocheted you know halter would have been a moment probably mm-hmm. like but these outfits mm-hmm. it felt like they like the like the costume person was like had a vendetta or had a point to prove um <laughs> it's like oh she may be beautiful but you know i'm gonna make it I'm going to make it a little challenging for her on this set. Um, so she shows up in this dress. Um, she Neck up. She looks gorgeous. She looks beautiful because you, she's got that face. Um, so she shows up in this dress and it's weird. But like, you know, she has a quick moment where her and um, Lord Dashwood for the first time see each other. It has been years, but obviously, you know there there's still a chemistry there and then you know mm. once she sees glennis you see glennis is sweating in her boots <laughs> and like tr- you know trying to compete but it's like clock the beauty um so and glennis they put they dressed glennis like a fucking every scene she looks like a flight attendant for Qantas air yeah like she, she looks like she just she looks like not doing the right. second assistant of a villain in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't give her the full the full fantasy either. Um, and well, and like, Glennis, by the way, on her own is quite a beautiful woman. I don't know. She's that. also a very Sorry. lovely woman. Very yeah. lovely woman. Um, and like they, but I guess we're not supposed to like her, so they're trying to. So they're like, like whatever, her. throw her in whatever they have. Um, <laughs> I'll go back to White House Black Market if I have to. Um, so there's a moment where Daphne Does over that here exists anymore. I don't. I don't know. It can't I don't. have made it through the pandemic. Oh, it did. Dave <laughs> chimed in with a resounding yes. Wonder what he's doing with his weekends. What is don't he wonder doing? no more. Yeah. <laughs> Dave knows the most random information. He he is. He's got a lot of knowledge. There's one in Mishawaka. Let him know, bub. There's one in, in that, Mishawaka. If anybody's looking. is Mishawaka a place in Michigan? Yes. Okay. Um. So. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, there we go. Apparently, it's in Indiana. Not exactly, like I said. Um, so, uh, Glennis and her father are having a, a conversation that should never be had. And if it is going to be had, it should be had in a room that we know nobody can hear us in. But they're having it in the middle of this ball, like <laughs> boldly. Like they're having a conversation about how they sent Libby away, basically, and like, <laughs> like in front of everyone. A secret they've kept for seventeen years, then are just openly exposed, like. Ready to like get it out there. And they're talking about it. And then because she's just a breathing person with ears who's standing right next to them, (laughs) Daphne's like, hey, excuse me, put the bullhorn down for a second. You guys know I heard your whole conversation that you just declared loudly to the room about how you sent my mother away. And then Glennis like grabs her and like pulls her by the arm and takes her down this like dark sort of like side through this dark this side door down this dark hallway and basically like pushes her into like a linen closet and like locks her in and she's like banging on the door trying to get out and then Glennis goes back to the party because you know she gets her glass of champagne topped off and (laughs) I wrote down what's the long game here exactly how are you going to A explain this B get out of this and C once you're exposed, get through this with your husband. Like, Soon there's husband, no yeah. way. There's no way. Because it's like, if this was your wedding, maybe if you got her locked in there and you were going to, like, you know, go, go, you know, hurry up and get married really quick, then maybe there's a chance. But obviously, even then, still, he'd get it I annulled, don't even but understand why that would be okay at her wedding. It wouldn't be okay ever. That's no, it would, it would never be okay for your husband to find out that you and your father orchestrated, like, the separation of him from the woman that he loved and his unborn <laughs> child. And that you've played a role in him being robbed of the last like nearly 20 years of her life no there's no world um so but she just but she's just thinking about the next 10 minutes really yeah so she just locks her in the room she's not necessarily like what i would call like a a planner or like no this was fully impulsive because she may have been able to turn around and come up with a real quick lie potentially there was a better chance of that than grabbing her and throwing her in a broom closet. Um, so, well, like you know, her mother is going to be looking for her at some point too. And of course, there's the daddy-daughter dance coming up, which is apparently a thing at Daphne's ball. And so, like clearly, that is people are going to be looking for her for that as well. We also find out um, earlier in the movie that she is 38th in line for the throne. Um, so, Who, Daphne. Don't- Daphne is. There's a oh, moment where God. Clarissa's talking to her two little snotty friends and she's like, she says that she's like, she's like, oh, well, she's 38th for the throne, so it's never going to happen. And her friends are like, aren't you 72, mama? <laughs> Last time we looked at the chart, you weren't <laughs> quite, almost double, double you the people who have to even, die for you to. You can't even see the throne from where you are. You can't Clarissa. see it from your, from your order. I mean, if we're talking purely lineage. Um, so that was a really, um, that was a really fun moment. Also, earlier in the movie, Amanda, I couldn't tell if it was a part of a bit or not, but Amanda Bynes has a really, it seems like she has a hard time walking in heels. And like, she's just <laughs> no, clomping not, through this movie. And there are so many, sh- I thought there was going to be like a whole elocution scene where her like grandmother pulls her aside and she's like, you know, if we're going to play the lady game, then <laughs> let's be the best at it, shall we? Here, put these books on your head and walk with your back straight or whatever. Yeah, that would Which is kind of like what Ian tries to get her to do and that weirdly on the boat. I'm like they're on like they're in this water and he's trying Why? to get her to do this weird bowing thing that he I guess knows how to do because he was a part of that world. So he's like But also I I have always wondered why you were trying to do any of that on a boat. 
Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense no at sense. all. It's the worst possible <laughs> place. I guess like I guess if you can do it on a boat while balancing in the canoe, then you can do it anywhere. But that feels like something you graduate to. Um, mm-hmm. That so that all happens. Also at this party, Ian's playing with his band. He's upset with Daphne. Daphne walks up to him and she says, "Ian, can we talk?" And it's her birthday celebration or whatever and he's it's like not her, her birthday it's okay her it's her ball. ball then it's her coming out so he's so she says <laughs> and she, it's like you knew if you knew anything you knew daphne was going to be here but you still decided to show up with the band huh I um, know, right? so he's shocked to see her though when she walks in she says ian can we talk he says it's your party and then she goes to talk and he says i don't want to hear it I was like, that sounds like something Jane would do. Um, <laughs> Never. You know I would... You know I can't stand when anybody's mad at me. So it's like, if I have to abandon my post in this band right now in order to hash this out, we're going to talk about it. Absolutely. And then there's a moment when Daphne gets out of the room inexplicably. Oh, her mom finds her. Her mom goes looking for her. Her mom finds her in the broom yeah. closet. They come back in. They observe... Um, Clarissa, 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 having her father daughter dance that was meant for, um, for Daphne. It's like, where's your dad? Um, so that whole thing happens, and then like, <laughs> Glennis approaches Daphne, and then Libby says to her, "You take your hands off my daughter, or you won't get a scene. You'll get a Broadway musical." And I was like, "Ooh, I like this." I spicy. wrote that line down too because I was like, "This is so funny." Because like all throughout the movie too, I feel like they're really trying to remind us that like these are like New Yorkers, and it's like they're not. The whole no. fucking thing is filmed on a set in Los Angeles. You can totally tell the Chinatown New York is like in Studio City. You know what I mean? Like there's just it's not fucking New York. The, the budget didn't allow for it. I don't think. On this one. <laughs> But it's just so funny to me that they're like, remember, we're fucking New Yorkers. Jane, you don't think that Queen Elizabeth would have allowed them to film at Kensington? <laughs> Is that where Queen Elizabeth lives? Does she live at Kensington? She, no, she lives at Devonshire on Havisham, I think. Havisham? Isn't that from Great Expectations? No. Isn't that Miss Havisham? No, late, no, yeah, Miss Havisham, but that's also a place in England. Is there a castle, a Havisham castle? Yes. I thought you were the Anglophile. You once told me that you were quote unquote obsessed with everything white people. No, and now okay, I'm finding that hard to believe. I absolutely... There is no... Okay, I just Googled it. It is just from Great Expectations. Is, Why are you... Don't use Google. Use Bing. <laughs> Bing's got the good website. <laughs> Bing's got that good good. Bing is Brandon approved. <laughs> yeah, I almost own it. I'm real close. I got a couple more. I used a firm. I got a couple more payments and it's all mine. You I've bought been, Bing on a firm? I've been, I've been really pushing it for a while in my social circles. I've been casually bringing it up. Um, yeah, I was binging something the other day and I ain't talking Crosby. And everybody's like, what? And it's like, don't you know? That's what all the the who's who of, uh, you know, my apartment building are using. And it's like, who? Please name names. Yeah, it's also like literally who's who. Who? (laughs) Wait, Uh, does Bing still exist? Let me go to Bing.com. Bing's still there. Oh, it's still there. Still kicking. This is what we call an investment that's going to appreciate. (laughs) Well, we're happy to be sponsored by Bing if they want to... Shell out some money. I'll I'll think about it once I make this last payment. Then um, I'll <laughs> then talk to some of my and you're ahead. You're I'll talk to my board budget. Okay. 
My bo- my you. my board, my my being midi. <laughs> Everything. It's a branding. We really we went all in. It's I really love balls it. to the wall at this point. Um, there's also a moment after. So uh, ultimately, Daphne decides to leave after this because she's like, this world's a mess and you're all trash people. And she's right. <laughs> and so she leaves. And then, like, there's a moment where her father is going to to basically there's a montage, a quick montage. She's back home. He's still there. You know, at this point, he's still vying for MP. And there are all of these um I guess newspaper reporters trying to get like an interview or like a soundbite from him. This one newspaper reporter has one of those really long mics and is holding it near Colin Firth's mouth. And it's like, she's trying to stuff it in there. Like it is so (laughs) phallic and it is so close to his mouth. And it's just like, that's too much. She's like trying to jug it in there. And it's just like, let him get in the building for goodness sake. Um, And so I wrote that down because those are the kind of notes I keep when I'm, when I'm researching a movie, I like to really get to the nitty gritty. (laughs) Well, um, if we're speaking of the nitty gritty, I also have a note about that no- montage after um, Daphne and Libby return home and they're being sad and walking all around the house and she's eating a bowl of the cereal that they both like, which is aptly named Cocoa, Cocoa Pops, which Cocoa is Pops. not a real cereal. It's either Cocoa Puffs or Corn Pops, but they obviously put the two together. Um, and she is at her table and she's pouring milk into her cereal and it's just her and she has this like this little like metal like milk decanter it's very small and I'm like in what world would you have would you you're eating cereal breakfast cereal by yourself in your apartment who is this performance for (laughs) what is this such a performance like you're you go fill up your little milk decanter with a little milk and then pour it in your cereal just for you because you like the occasion of it no lies you'd pour it directly from the fucking carton and i won't be lied to like who is on set decoration for this or props i guess would be also another question unhinged i have about every like in movies and in television shows, whenever they're drinking milk, they always use milk cartons, which I know is obviously because there's not really milk in there. But I always thought that was interesting because I've never in my entire life opened anyone's fridge and they and they had a cardboard milk carton ever. Um uh, what what was it? Like glass? No, it was just like a plastic jug of milk. Like oh, a plastic clear oh, jug of milk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think what milk comes in. But I feel like everyone, everyone, like anytime you watch any sort of like, it just always That's was like true. a cardboard carton and like a tall one. But at I was home, always like, at, what is this? At home, we always got like a you know a half gallon or a gallon of milk yeah, jug. plastic jugs. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes in the glass if we were like feeling fancy. But of course really, you did. Never in my life. <laughs> Never in my life. You probably got that Oberweiss, didn't you? That good good. No, no, no. God, no. Well, that's, first of all, fuck you, Jim Oberweiss, you right-wing motherfucker piece of shit. He, like, want, he like literally wants gay people to die. Um, so don't buy Oberweiss products. But anyways. Oh, let um, him know, Jane. I didn't know that. I, I just never bought it, but it's good to know yeah. why. Well, unfortunately, like, it's really good. Like, the ice cream that he makes and, like, it's, like really good like milk products but I, whatever gay tears I probably peppering <laughs> it a little bit at that umami that you probably respond to as a homosexual <laughs> anyways he's an illinois an illinois politician so for those of you who are not illinois might not or like not midwestern might not know him but 
I don't think we had Oberweiss out on the East Coast when I was a kid. But, like, yeah, some random, like, glass bottles, for sure. You're not going to get away with it, Jimmy. (laughs) My girl's on you. So it was so not interesting. <laughs> no, so we're not doing that. We're not drinking that. So stop asking us about it. Don't write in <laughs> us and ask any more about if we're going to drink any overwise milk or if we're going to hawk any more over it. And we're not. Okay. We're not. So we've got standards and morals. We've got standards and we've got morals. And unless they're going to open up that big overwise checkbook, then we're going to have to have a conversation and figure out where our move is. Exactly. But until then. <laughs> and until then. Also, it's like it's sort of like revolutionary for us to take overwise money as like a queer podcast. You know Absolutely. I mean? So and if they want to give us their money, we'll take it, it ironically. How we want to? Spend oh, I'll spend it on yeah. And, I'm spending on on gay clothes. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna buy gay clothes. Invest in gay stock, and you know, buy um, gay food. Yeah, fill up my gay savings account with all that overwise money and really stick it to them. Really stick it to them, yeah. 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 Um, so we've absolved ourselves. Um, so also, so so after this, he decides he doesn't want to be MP anymore, not if it means he can't have his daughter. Um, and then he shows up. He goes to New York, um, and he finds them. They're working another one of their gigs. And How does he find them? They're at a wedding. Also, why are they broke again? Why didn't why she didn't talk to her grandmother before she left? I know there's a, I know there's a family checking account. At least like give us enough money that like I don't have to work all something. the time. My goodness, I know. something. I have to do these wedding gigs. Well, first of all, one of the things we, you and I have not talked about, which like I think we're gonna have to talk about, is um, Kelly Preston did all her own singing. And oh, did yeah. some interesting did covers. <laughs> they didn't really have her do a lot of singing at the end, though, I noticed. They left it to the band. Okay, so here's the thing, too. When he shows up at the wedding and he like he's like, oh, you're my daddy's little girl or whatever he says to her to like, get back into your graces, there's a person singing and there's a song happening. I mm-hmm. can't remember what song it is. But Kelly Preston is not singing. No. She's just standing on the stage for like, <laughs> like, in, like, near the microphone, just like watching them, like, tearing up and crying. Yeah. It's no, like, she's not even pretending to sing. The, you, I don't know who's singing. We never get confirmation who's singing the song. But like, you're on the clock, girl. And you're just standing there, like, staring wistfully at, like, the man you love and your daughter, like, crying on stage. Like, <laughs> Let's take a moment, though. This is not your moment. This is a wedding. This is someone else's day. Let's take a moment, though, to think about, like, being, like, a guest at this wedding. We've got, <laughs> we've got like, we've got Kelly Preston on stage in this, like, floral fiasco that, she, that they put her in. This white dress with, like, a big old, like, dusty tulip on it. And she's not holding the microphone. She's staring out at behind the guest at the wedding at, like, this man and this girl hugging and crying. And she's on stage. Okay, first of all, Miss Preston is not... Um, Miss Preston is not actually like there are no tears. She's no. just like <laughs> squinting her eyes with her hands over her mouth. Um, but it's like wh- I what? It'd be hard like to get there in this scenario? Absolutely. Um, but it's just like, like what's happening showing. here? And like, I as a guest, you would be like, why is there a woman who's not singing standing in the middle of the stage, <laughs> not course. even holding a microphone near her mouth, not even giving us a decent <laughs> lip sync? Like what are we what are we doing here? She's and like just staring at a random couple, not the bride and groom, like 
maybe tearing up and like having a moment and we're all witness to it and it's very strange and we're all eating this chicken piccata that like is dry <laughs> as the Sahara <laughs> And waiting Just on the bride and groom to walk around, put their hands on the shoulders, and say, "How is it?" And then that's oh, usually delicious. Thank you so much for coming, you guys. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> I got confused. Why am I the one who's being treated like it's my special day? <laughs> this food is absolutely a dream. Oh my god! And this two buck chuck. <laughs> Wowza! <Pull her> up. <laughs> oh, we're all capped off at at one glass. Okay. Yeah. No, we get it. That makes sense. Oh, the bar closes at nine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Weird. Oh, <Yeah>. Metropolitan. <laughs> Feels like I'm in an old town from Footloose. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is the whole thing. And then also the the story that we never got anything to earn this moment. But then, like, he, okay, he, first of all, he brings Ian with him. And <laughs> Ian, Ian and Daphne have so much unresolved stuff. And he's brought Ian with him. So Ian pops up from behind him. And then him and him and Daphne embrace. And then he goes over to Libby, the, you know, Kelly Preston's character, the mother of Daphne, his daughter. And they have this moment and she says like, I, and they like both are like, I never stopped loving you. And then they have this really big like kiss moment. And it's like, you guys have so much to talk about. There's Everybody so much baggage so much that to needs about. to be unpacked. And like, no, I didn't even. Resolved. You just and showed I nev- up in my country. And also, like, I feel like this is another problem with the direction, which is, like, I mean, if anybody's noticed, it seems to come up quite a bit. But, like, I feel like we didn't get enough of, like, Kelly Preston's character and Colin Firth's character even interacting at all on the phone or mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. to, like, earn this moment where it's like, what? Like, the most you would be able to do is maybe be like, I'd, I'd like to take you out on a date and, like, or, like, right. I'm still really... Out- for let's go out drink or cocktail let's really talk about the last 17 years i'm still reeling how we got here from the fact that regardless of all of these you know outside influences you made the decision to keep my daughter from me for almost two decades um i'm hurt and i'm still trying to figure it out um i'd be down to going mm-hmm. and grabbing a slice of za with you but um <laughs> but also, instead sorry go ahead No, but instead we get basically like a proposal. Yeah, which is like, oh, and now we're together forever. She's just done wedding singing. This is, well, (laughs) she's not the only one who's done. Um. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is just, is this podcast just us being bitches? I think it might be. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Kelly, look, like we, you are an icon in your own right. I do think it was cruel to ask you to take on like a Celine Dion song. You know what I mean? It's just like. Oh, yeah, because you love me. Yeah, that's hard for anybody, you know? God, I remember the first time I heard that song. My goodness. I, I wow. guess I should have known I was a little gay boy because I was just like, <laughs> you can stop the fucking presses. What in the, what's going on? And why is this the story of my life? <laughs> oh my God. I was here for it. Well, we all know I famously am not a big slain. Yeah, you have fan. no taste. Yeah. Too busy listening to Yummy by Justin Bieber to respect. <laughs> How dare you? To respect. I have a legacy interest. of one of. Excuse me for enjoying the Beeb. You know what? The Canadian I treasure that is. A lot of people around here that enjoy the Beebs, and he can put together a great set of tunes. Anyways, why is she filling out her college applications at. <laughs> 
like it's inappropriate. Hands. It makes no sense. Also, you're not also you're not working that hard that you need to be doing this here. No, like you, you come not. like you what? Like I've I've worked a wedding before. Like do this you when see. you get home. You're not doing these also, back to back to back to back. Also, your hand filling these out. I'm sorry, but like I went to school around the same time as she did, and we did everything online. So like, I no, I did some stuff. I did some some stuff by paper. I remember. I mean, maybe I did do some. If I did, then you were you were probably doing the hieroglyphics. If I did it by paper, <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> Anyways, it ends with us finding out that she got into Oxford, <laughs> which is like <laughs> the biggest case of nepotism I've ever heard in my life. I was like, why? How did this bitch get into Oxford? Also, uh, <laughs> also on a because she's look, Lord Dashwood's daughter. That's how. Okay. Also, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that like one thing that we don't discuss in this whole movie is like. What is she on, like, some sort of, like, rumspringer from school? Why in the world? <laughs> she showed up here. And she's just hanging out. She's not in school. So I don't even know what that last semester well, looked she like. Gra- no, I think she, I think it was after she graduated. Oh, okay. So she already had her grades like, in. And this apparently. This was the summer. This was the summer. But she still didn't know where she was going to go to college. So, like, if you don't know, if it's your senior year and you've graduated and it's the summer and you don't know where you're going to college, you're taking a gap year whether you want to or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you are too late. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's too late to apologize at that point. According to one Republic and me, um, so yeah, she but she apparently got that Oxford um, application in, or um, you know, her dad probably didn't use any of his connections, or no, I'm you sure know, his cachet based on, based on merit alone. Yeah, I'm sure he did a quick phone call to to Felicity Huffman, and she caught him up on how to do it. Got some got some photos of Daphne holding holding a basketball, standing next to Lisa Leslie, and they were like, "She's in, she's in." Lori Laughlin did the photo shoot. <laughs> Everywhere you look, baby. <laughs> uh, and then the credits roll, and I find out this was based on a play called The Reluctant Debutante, which I never noticed, and I've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah, that was that was what they called Jane, um, actually, <laughs> when she was in high school. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that joke went nowhere. Let's cut it. Um, so, yeah. So we find ourselves at the end of the movie, and um, everybody's happy, and apparently all's well that ends well. And um, and they're all living at the Dashwood estate. And also, even like, although Glennis, I guess, like Glennis ends up marrying like the dad of Peaches and Herb, and like at the wedding, um. <laughs> And at the wedding, her daughter ends up marrying Armistad. And at the wedding, he is like squeezing like the butt during the photo. One more time. What? You called him you called him Armistad. I'm sorry. What is it? Armistead? Armistead. Armistead, sorry. Um so she's up marrying him and that's a wild name. That she's up marrying him. Wild name. And he at the at the wedding he's goosing like one of the maids of honor during the photo and he's got this like coquettish smile on his face. And it's like, no, this is assault it's and like, it's I inappropriate. Guess I, I guess we're supposed to, we're, we're making sexual assault cute. I don't know. Like God, playful? as we've been doing in, in cinema since yeah, the beginning of since time. Day one. Oh, God, I remain with I remain without a laugh on my face though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm a feminist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so this we find is us- what a feminist looks like. Anyways, yeah. 
Uh, shrill, um, apparently. So, uh, yeah. So, the, so that's that's the end of the movie. We found that's out. We never find movie. out what a girl wants. I don't know why that's the name of this film. Okay, so I did. Look, I was like, why is this named this? It was named What a Girl Wants because of the Christina Aguilera. Of course, it was. I knew of, it was. Of course, but the Everybody's song always never shows up in the movie. And Not one never... time because they couldn't afford it. Probably. Yeah. Which is something they oh, should have sure. put in the budget for if they were going to like go that route. Gonna but name it after it. But I mean, the audacity. One of my favorite Christina Aguilera songs. Of course, it's a bop. Yeah, it's a bop. Um, here's my question for you: Would you, Brandon, watch this movie again? I say this a lot, but I'd watch it with you. Yeah, <laughs> not on my, like not on my own. Too. Yeah, I mean, I this is not a movie that I put on on my own either. It's usually with someone to like laugh about it. So it's like I'm not like, oh, I'm feeling like watching a little What a Girl Wants by myself today. Like that doesn't. I I don't know that I've ever watched this movie on my own. But anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed watching it for the most part. Um, it was fun. Down memory lane for two thousand three. It was fun. Um, I did have a good time. I love going on those trips. Um, and <laughs> I guess next week I'm going to be taking you on a, a little trip. Uh, a little. Ooh. Okay. What do you got for I'm me? I'm going to be taking you on a little trip to. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Amazing. So um, I can't I'm wait. excited for me and you to, to wax poetic about. Thank you guys for listening to us if you made it this far. Uh, if you want to continue with us, you can find us on social media at any point during the week. You know, we may not have an episode out, but you can check in on us on Instagram at Movies We Missed, on Facebook at Movies We Missed, and obviously the ever going conversation on Twitter at MWM Chat. Um, so find us there, go into Apple podcast, give us a five-star review and write a review for us. We would really, really appreciate it. That does a lot for, um, I don't know, tech stuff. So (laughs) if you don't mind doing that, that would be great. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for. Bye. 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 a mess and you're all trash people and she's right.